0: Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, Mr. Mind Blown himself, my brother Alex. (laughs) Alex, how you doing? Bang,
1: bang, bang, bang. Remember the wrestler? I'm doing good, by the way. I'm doing good. Thanks for tuning in. You remember what wrestler used to do that? No. No? Come on. Bang, bang, bang.
0: Who was that? Cactus Jack. Oh, that's right. But he wasn't—he wasn't a cowboy or anything. He was just a fucking psychopath. He was <laughs> just fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of documentaries recently about wrestling. You know, just different characters, and like it is amazing that they even come up with these characters and and how they build it. You know, like and sometimes they build it on the fly, right? It's like right. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy how they do it. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible.
1: And it just, it grows. It just, it grows legs and it just, it, it catches the attention of us, the fans, right? Like, yeah. it could be something so little that they do and it, we think it's cool, especially because it's probably a, a younger audience, right? And yep. it just, it just sticks and then they just run with it and it kind of makes the wrestler's job easy.
0: Right. Because yep. that's how they get approval if it's a good character or not. Right. But you know, but you know, what's funny you say that, but it, it, like one of the ones I saw was on Macho Man Savage. Right. And like he did something and it didn't work, but then yeah. they ran with it and made him a heel. So it, right. it's like, it's sometimes it's like, they just throw stuff out there and it doesn't matter whether it, whether it's cool or not cool, so long as it's not in the middle, right? If it's right. cool, they run with it, and he becomes a star in a good way. He becomes a good guy star. If it sucks and it's bad, then he becomes a heel, and he becomes a star as a heel. It's incredible right. how they do that. Um, yeah. Someone said this, and I don't remember. Maybe it came through in, in wrestling, but it says, I don't care if they love me or hate me. So long as they, they come to watch me. Right. And Floyd Mayweather, right. Floyd, when, when Floyd Mayweather started, he was pretty boy Floyd, right. He was from the Olympic team. He was pretty boy Floyd. No one gave a shit. Right. When he became money Mayweather and started throwing bills around and all this other stuff, all of a sudden we cared. And Right. People tuned in to watch, like Mayweather had a lot of fans because he was a really good boxer, but he had a lot of fans because people, those, they had he had a lot of fans that just wanted to see him lose. So they would all right. tune in. So it's amazing how that works. Yeah. And, they, and people still want to see him lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly, it's, it's incredible how the whole, you know, entertainment art works in that regard
1: speaking of losses somebody lost an ankle Saturday night <laughs> I mean that you know UFC has some really gruesome injuries I don't watch nearly as much as uh, UFC as you do but I mean in in the the little bit that I've watched man I've watched some crazy from who was it Anderson Silver and his Shin Danglin, <laughs> Weedman is another one. I mean,
0: and now Conor McGregor, I mean, damn. You know, there's, there's only been four leg breaks like that in, in a fight. Anderson Silva, who, you know, wrapped his foot around Weidman's leg like four times. He came back. Another guy, uh, Corey Miller, I think was his name. He never came back. And, and 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 unfortunately, he passed away. Not related to the leg injury, but he passed away. Weidman, a couple of months ago, he's talking about coming back. And now McGregor. And, of course, McGregor's already talking about coming back.
1: Wow. Hold on. So I just named three of the four? Yeah. Without, well, being a casual,
0: that's pretty good. And, and, you know, it's funny. Three of those four – were on pay-per-views. Two of them were in the main event. Um the Corey Miller one was earlier in the fight and earlier on the card. And I don't think it was a pay-per-view card even. Um but just and you know I can handle all of the blood. Like I've seen one girl's ear just explode and it was like dangling. I've seen tremendous gas yeah tremendous gashes like you know on the forehead and stuff a lot of blood and that doesn't bother me but those leg breaks and even the arm the few arm breaks i've seen yeah when you yeah they're they're
1: freaking gruesome
0: when you see a leg just bend the way it's not supposed to bend
1: but you know that's that's the nature of of ufc right i mean it's 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 going to happen, right? Something like that is, is bound to happen. I mean, it's just the way the sport is. But, I mean, fuck. Look, there's not much to recap about that fight. Because it was only one round. hmm And I'm a casual when it comes to UFC. But the way the fight was going, I mean, it was a, it was a very entertaining first round, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: But, um... Poirier, is that how you pronounce his name? Dusty? Poirier, yeah. Dusty, Dusty was was gonna mop up the floor with him. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I think he was on his
0: last leg. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was on both of his legs. <laughs> McGregor, right, McGregor not, was on his last leg. Yeah, and unfortunately, you can't fight on one leg. Right. Right. You know, the one thing I will say about McGregor, like. The other leg breaks that I saw, all three of them, the other three, the fight was over instantaneously. As soon as the guy put his foot down and finished breaking it, right? Because in in all in all three of the other ones, um, the guy kicked, broke his leg, but didn't react and didn't 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 do anything until he put his foot back down and it you know collapsed, and in all three of those those other fights those guys screamed and the fight was immediately over to mcgregor's credit he broke his leg he screamed when he when he went down and then proceeded to take about 8 seconds worth of punches to the oh. face right and did not quit like did not did he didn't tap to you know cuz sometimes what they'll do is they'll tap on the canvas when they, when they're getting hit too much i've seen guys tap to strikes he did not tap he stood there and tried to defend himself and 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 move around on his butt right i mean he couldn't do anything it's not like he could stand up or well he didn't he didn't turn his back and you know sh- turtle up he took those punches and granted it was 8 seconds but i mean like that takes a You got to be some kind of savage to do that. And I know, you know, we all know those MMA guys are a different breed, right? They are savages. We know that. But it's not until you see something like that that you realize how much of a savage they are. And, um, And that to me was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I don't give him that much credit. And reason
1: being is because I think inside his mind, he knew he was toast. And from the sounds of it, he, he, he didn't break it right there. He broke it earlier in the first round. Well, right, like I think they both knew like they, they have a they have they have a picture of Dustin pointing down right after he kicks him with that leg. Like he they, I think they both already knew. You know what I mean? Uh I
0: don't I don't know that. I don't because here's what happens and here's likely what happened with McGregor. It, it, it you you're right, it's a different kind of break than the one from Anderson Silva. Like when Anderson Silva broke his leg, it was obvious because his leg wrapped around Wideman's <laughs> leg. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, um right. with McGregor, yeah, he he may have broken it broken it earlier. But if you recall, he still still fought quite a bit more on the ground, uh, standing up. Poirier took him down, and McGregor was trying to upkick him several times while he was on his back. Remember, he couldn't get up, and Dustin Poirier kind of got up to try to really ground and pound, and McGregor actually threw kicks from the bottom. So it, it, it... if, if he thought in any way that it was broken, he wouldn't have done that. And then when they got back up, you know, he kicks again. I, I think he finished – I think he may have broken it or cracked it earlier, and I think he – or he broke it, it, it right before the punch that he misses, right, because they both throw a punch, they both miss, and when McGregor puts that leg and really torques into it, that's when it snaps, right, right? Right before that, he does one of those front kicks to the stomach and Poirier blocks it with his arm. And mm-hmm. it looks like he hits him. It looks like McGregor hits his elbow with, his, yeah. with that part of his leg. So he may have broken it or fractured it there. Like, I don't think – my point is, I don't think it was like Silva where he broke it in one, in one kick. I think it right. may have been the kick earlier, the kick right before that when he uh, caught him mm-hmm. in the elbow – and then just the torque of the punch, you know, that was the end of that. But, man, it's just oh, brutal, brutal. There was where
1: does point. McGregor go from here, huh? Uh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, where, where where does McGregor go from here? Because I don't – I think his, his – I, 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 I'm not entertained anymore from, from his, right. It's, it's getting old. And I mean, he's getting old and now you got a broken leg. You've, you, you haven't really, I don't know the records, but I'm imagining the last five fight his last five fights, maybe he's two and three. I I, I don't, I don't know the, the records, but I'm just, just off what I remember. He, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a winning record in his last five fights.
0: No, he does not. You're correct. Yeah.
1: So, that. As, you know, as as somebody who's tuned in when McGregor fights because he's entertaining, I think it's we're at that point where, you know, he no longer can draw in a casual like myself to.
0: Yeah, and and you're and, and watch, and you know, you are you are a good barometer, right? Because yeah, the difference between the difference between you know five hundred thousand pay per views and a million pay per views is you, the casual, right? right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, not, the I, I'm going whether McGregor's fighting or not, right? Right. You're a little bit different. So, so you're a good barometer. And if you're no longer impressed and you're no longer really entertained, you know, he's lost three of his last four and and the Mayweather fight. So he's lost okay. four out of his last five yeah. fights. And yeah. the only win he has is against Donald Cerrone, who's a little bit older, right? So you got to wonder, you know, his losses are... Now, now look, his losses are nothing to sneeze at, right? He's lost to Khabib, who's probably the greatest lightweight of all time. And Dustin Poirier, who, while never having been the undisputed champion, he was the interim champion. And he is, in my opinion right now, the very best lightweight on the planet, except for Khabib, but Khabib doesn't fight, so he doesn't count. So, you know, he hasn't lost to you know, he hasn't lost to, to just any Joe Schmo. And the reason I bring that up is I think if he takes a small step back in competition, he could get a few wins and be right back in the title picture, right? The question is, does he really have it in him to do that, right? Um, look, he made... He's made a lot of money in the UFC, more, I mean, much more than anyone else over the last few fights. He made a hundred million dollars to fight Mayweather. He started the whiskey company and sold it. So he made a lot of money there. You know it's it's hard to get motivated, you know, when you are when you have generational wealth. Like his kid, he's got two kids his kids are wealthy. His grandkids who do not exist yet are wealthy. And probably his great grandkids are wealthy as well. So, you know, it's hard to get motivated when you're not fighting for your family, your present family. Poirier is still fighting for his present family. Right. And the other thing is those guys, uh, you know, Poirier and, you know, they have other things to, to, that makes them want to fight, you know, I just don't know that McGregor, I mean, yeah, he loves the fight. He loves the game. He loves the, but does he really have it in him to train and and do what he needs to do? I don't know. And, you know, the other, the other problem is going to be the payday, right? He, I mean, he's going to, he's used to getting 10, $15 million to fight. I don't think the UFC is going to pay him that anymore. So where does he go? I don't know. There's a few fights out there for him, right? He could come back and fight Nate Diaz. That's a fight that everyone's going to want to see because it's massive fan bases, right, uh, right. on both sides. And they're not – they don't overlap, right? So they're, they're two separate fan bases. So he could make that big-dollar fight that he is obviously going to want to get paid. And, the you know, the fight with Poirier – May actually be there again, especially if he gets a win, right? Because this fight, what everyone's going to remember is him breaking his leg. They're going to say, oh, it was kind of a freak accident. They're not going to remember that Poirier pretty much won that round 10 8, right? Um, no. So there may be an opportunity for them to fight again, especially if he gets a win. If he gets a win or two, then it definitely could happen. But I just don't know if, if the guy really, truly wants to do it anymore.
1: Well, look, whenever McGregor decides to fight again, I think he needs a fucking translator in the ring with him. Because I didn't understand one freaking word he said when he was being interviewed on the on the floor. Get your ass up on one leg. Hold on to the, to the cage and, and get up. And I mean – I couldn't understand nothing the guy said. I'm like, people want to talk about Otani getting a translator or whatever. I mean, they, McGregor needs a translator, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? You, well, can't, you I, can't even do a transcript on that. Well, I, I'll tell you this, just to just to explain things, he can't at that point he can't stand up, right? Because if he stands up, the blood rush into that broken bone area is really bad from a medical perspective. So just FYI, that's why he didn't stand. Um, and well, you know, get him a stool or something. You're, you're right. I, I couldn't understand a word he said. Um, Nobody you know, could. <laughs> yeah. You know what was incredible about that, too, was he was promoting the next fight. Like he was already promoting another fight with Poirier. Yeah. The guy, love him or hate him, you've got to be impressed with just his, just kind of the way he thinks, right? He's not just a meathead fighter. He's a, he's a marketer. He's a showman, right? Right, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. He's, he's sitting on the canvas in the cage with a broken leg. How do you know he was promoting the fight? He said he wanted to fight him again. I didn't hear that. He said it right. He said it in the cage. He said, oh, this is a doctor stoppage. Just, you know, I didn't quit. And, you know, he's going on and on. It's Dustin didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. I mean, he was, I don't know if you noticed this, but he was yelling at Dustin during Dustin's octagon interview. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. When, when Poirier is talking to Joe Rogan, McGregor's the one that's yelling at him. Tommy, you did right. nothing. So he's already he's already putting in that narrative that this is a freak accident. This is more like a no contest than than a TKO. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing. <clears throat> hey, if you want to see um, if you want to see another gruesome injury from the fights on Saturday. Try to find a picture on the internet of Jessica Eye and her cut on her forehead. It looks, ironically, it looks like an eye. <laughs> it is it is a gash. Like I mean, right here in the middle? It, it's right in the middle. I mean, it's a little triangle of eyes that she's got. And of course, her name is Jessica Evil Eye, right? It's just, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the irony of it all is hilarious, but... 13 stitches to close it up. Uh, I saw it on her Twitter. She's got a, a before and after. And it is, I mean, you can you can see her skull crystal clear because the cut is, Ugh. you know, because it's right here, I guess, it's it's not just a slit. It's almost like a it's like the shape of an eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and it's smack dab in the middle of her forehead. It is Gruesome. She bled a ton. But again, that didn't bother me. But then seeing McGregor's leg break.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't That's know. Awesome. I don't know what's... <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what's next for McGregor, but it, it does not look good. It does not look good going forward. No. Nah. And quite frankly, I don't think he should fight Poirier again. Because you could tell during the week he was saying stuff trying to hit... Even his showmanship was not on point. He was trying yeah. to say stuff to agitate Dustin Poirier, and he wasn't, it just wasn't the normal good trash talk. It was poor. Yeah. Right. So, and Poirier needs to not trash talk because A, he's a really nice guy, and B, he's terrible at it. Like, yeah, 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 you can tell his post his post
1: fight interview wasn't. Yeah,
0: yeah, what what he was saying about coma and stuff, it's like, bro, are you the foreigner here? Because you know, I needed subtitles to figure out what he was saying about. Yeah. Koma. <laughs> <laughs> any of the other fights catch your eye? Uh,
1: no, because I really didn't watch any other fight. Just watch. The oh, I'm, I, oh, oh! I did see the highlight. And uh, you know, there's no better person to get knocked out than Greg Hardy. So shout out to him for getting knocked the fuck out. And um, hopefully he's done. Oh, hopefully he keeps fighting, so he keeps getting knocked out. Actually, <laughs> so that's always good to see.
0: Yeah, my favorite part of that, I, you know, obviously I don't I don't like Greg Hardy either, but it couldn't come at the hands of a nicer guy. Or I shouldn't say nice guy because I don't know if he's a nice guy. A more fun guy. Than right. I mean, that guy, that guy, that guy has more fun doing what he does than anyone I've ever seen in the cage. The dancing, the shoeies afterwards. I don't know if you saw him, but no, the way he, the way he celebrates is someone hands him a shoe. He pours yeah. a beer in the shoe and he drinks it.
1: Okay.
0: He's sitting on the, on the side of the cage, right? on on top of the cage, he's sitting there and someone throws him a shoe and a beer and he does it. And then he walks out of the cage. And as he's walking back to the locker room, he stops, you know, someone else hands him a shoe. He stops and he does a shoe. Then he goes further back and someone else, and he stopped again. So he stopped like three times on the way back to the locker room on one of those. He stopped. The guy hands him the shoe, pours his beer in it. And right before He's done pouring the beer. He grabs a bottle of hot sauce, right? Because Poirier's got his own hot sauce. So they're selling it all over the arena. Grabs the bottle of hot sauce and just squeezes it. And you see a whole bunch of hot sauce go into the shoe with the beer. And Tuavasa, you know, he's all the fans and stuff, he's not paying attention. He drinks it and he's like, oh, he was like, oh, that's terrible. You know, kind of like that was awful. So then he stops somewhere else on the way back and does another one to wash out the taste of the previous one. So, but it was that guy. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't have been a more fun guy to, to knock out Greg Hardy. My question to that would be
1: whose shoes was he shoeing off of? Fans.
0: Like random shoes. Yeah. Random people.
1: That's fucking disgusting. There's not too many things I'm grossed out by. That's pretty disgusting. First of all, he's got issues.
0: First of, all, he's got issue. first of all, it's disgusting that he's drinking beer out of someone's shoe. But then second of all, like, now you've got beer in your shoe. Like, you going <laughs> to walk around the rest of the night with one beer shoe. You know what I mean? Like, as a fan. Like, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure he's got backup. No, but, it, you, I mean, if you're a fan, do you go with an extra pair of shoes Oh you're talking about the fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The fan. What do they do? Did,
1: did they get the shoe back at least? Oh yeah, he gives the shoe back. <laughs> he gives the shoe back. Okay.
0: He's huh? a nice guy. He doesn't steal oh, the it's sh-
1: all worth it. It's all <laughs> worth it.
0: Uh, you know, I guess if you go to a two of us a Vasa fight, you gotta like sneak it, you know, go in your flip-flops, sneak a pair of shoes with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Otherwise. Please ed please don't show up to a UFC pay-per-view in flip-flops. <laughs> flip-flops flip-flops are wrong already. Don't show up to a UFC event on flip-flops.
0: Well, you know, I I I I have a vast collection of flip-flops.
1: I have exactly
0: 0 flip-flops. I, yeah, I just can't I can't do flip-flops. Yeah, no. 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 And I as much as I like to Ivasa if he was, you know, if he was coming out. You know, if I was right there on the rail, I'd encourage him to do a shoey. I just wouldn't give him my shoe. I'd knock, no, yeah. You, I'd knock your ass over, take your shoe real quick, and hand it. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's
1: hilarious. <clears throat> Speaking of of uh, knocking out, there was a lot of lot of knocking out going on last night at hey. the uh, home run derby. A lot of baseballs like being knocked out of course.
0: That was incredible. That was so much fun to watch.
1: It was. It was. Good. It was a pretty good event.
0: Pretty good. It was really good. It was really good. I, I loved it. And it, granted, I, I probably liked it a little bit more than the average fan because I had a rooting interest, right? I was rooting for Pete Alonzo, and and he won. What? 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 You're rooting. You were rooting for Pete Alonzo. Yeah. When fucking Shotani's the number one seed? Are you kidding me? By the way, that's bullshit that he was the number one seed. How is a defending champion not the number one seed? Goes to by most home runs. Oh, is that how they did it? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know either. until so I heard about it this morning. Okay. <laughs> Look, I was re- I was you know I would have been perfectly happy with Otani winning, but they never met. They never. You're the biggest Otani fan on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And by the way. That's a true MVP, right? He's doing the home run derby. He's a starting pitcher in tonight's All-Star game. He's going to be batting leadoff, right? He's showing the multifacets of Otani and why he should be MVP. What was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. doing last night? Fucking being a fan. Exactly. That's what he was doing. He was being a fan. Being a hot dog. That's not part of the MVP voting, now is it? (laughs) You know what? As crazy as the MVP voting is, it just might be. I'll tell you what, there's no, I mean, unless something ridiculous happens in the second half, there's no way Otani's not going to win the MVP. Because the marketing push behind that guy over the last three days has been insane. Ever since they started talking about the All-Star break on ESPN about, like I said, about three or four days ago, It's been, I mean, ESP (laughs) Otani. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's all they talked about. And I swear at one point during that first round matchup with Soto, I thought they were moving the fence to try to make sure that it kept staying tied so that they would get more Otani airtime.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they didn't like, um, that they didn't change it to three pitches as opposed to three swings just to make sure Soto didn't. Uh, Soto was smart, right? He was selective because his pitch yeah. sucked horrible. He was terrible. Yeah. So the worst. He, he was, he was very smart in, um, being selective with pitches. Look, I thought it was great. You know, you had the, uh, the Otani thing was great. Um, Pete Alonso's performance was great train mancini his story um you know wow. the the more the more press that story gets the better um trevor story at least making it out of the first round the hometown guy right that was great um you know i mean it was just it was a lot yeah, of yeah. fun
1: yeah i mean it was yeah i mean I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited behind the home run derby. I mean, it's exciting, but you've seen one home run. You've seen them all, and I mean, like they're all moon. They're all gonna be moonshots. I mean,
0: yeah. I um, think the
1: key. I think the key to the home run derby is the pitching. The the the. Oh yeah, yeah. Right?
0: That, because
1: I mean, look at Alonzo's Alonzo's fucking
0: guy was he on was, the spot, man. In 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 that in that bonus minute. In the final, that guy, I mean, yeah, Alonzo hit six straight home runs. That guy put six pitches in the same exact spot. I mean, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. And and Soto's guy was terrible. Yeah. Now, why didn't Jane
1: Mike Jouse? I think the 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 the, uh, the guy that was pitching to Alonzo, he should have been checked for some sticky stuff. I mean, he had a lot.
0: He's got a lot of control for a sixty-eight-year-old. Hey, hey! Speaking of funny stuff that happened last night, did you notice that the only pitcher to get warm-up pitches was Otani's pitcher? No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, he got a couple of warm-up pitches before Otani came up. It's like, bro, come on! Really? <laughs> what are we doing? You know, he wasn't that good either, though.
1: Yeah, he wasn't great. Because I think, I think Otani likes him a little, a little you know, higher. letter high. And he wasn't really throwing them there.
0: Although, if you look at the distribution of his 33 home runs, most of them, obviously, the ones in the middle. Duh, right? Right down the pipe. Yeah. But he had more below the middle than he did above the middle. Really? Yeah. Because huh. I've always thought of him more as a high ball hitter. But apparently, for, for bombs, he likes them low. The one he hit in Seattle last week was incredible i mean just yeah that was ridiculous but yeah it was that was like sunday yeah yeah it was a lot of i thought i thought the whole i thought the home run derby was a lot of fun and let me ask you a question um which is better the home run derby or the slam dunk contest
1: uh i probably have to side with the home run derby
0: yeah i agree you know why no judges. Oh huh? yeah. Either the ball leaves the yard or it doesn't leave the yard. Right. Right, and there's no controversy. There's it's right. It's clear, right?
1: Although there was some controversy last night. I mean, that is, who was it? Olson and and. Uh, I mean, they got to be more clear on the rules. Someone threw the baseball with. A
0: second left, but yeah. it got hit with zero seconds. Does it
1: count? Does it not count? That was the difference right there. I think, between...
0: they, I think, I think the way it works is if they throw it before the buzzer, then you know, then it's good. Yeah. Look, like those guys weren't gonna win anyway. <laughs> how'd you like to be no, I think I... how'd you like to be Salvador Perez, right? You come up in the first round, guys are hitting 20, 22, and your guy hits 35. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah bad spot
0: yeah unlucky nah, I, I think
1: everybody who uh, who participated did a good job because I thought everybody I thought I thought the seats were going to empty out after Otani got upset in the first round and I mean it, it was pretty much a packed house and
0: look even that first round was it was exciting look the, the, um, the first two matchups were decided by one And then you had the third matchup, Pete Alonzo hit 35, which, you know, was just incredible. And then the Otani Soto matchup was good, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was good down to the last few seconds and then overtime and the overtime came in down the last few seconds. And then you had the three swing, Swing uh, the swing off and stuff. So I thought the first round was great. And then you had a real big letdown because then you had Mancini and story. And I think that one ended up like 12, 11, right? Because they both got tired. Oh, it's just kind of interesting, but you know, Pete Alonzo was the star of the show last night. I mean, he was just—he was just—and he was dancing the whole time. It was just something we've never seen from him before. He's not—you know—he's not the most charismatic guy in the world, but all of a sudden, it's like he's like—he's got personality.
1: I—I I think he is, man. I—I I, I think he is, and—and—and uh, that—that was good to see, especially as a fan of the Mets, because I think he's all about making the game fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it might be a shock to some people that he was dancing or whatever, but I, I think that's, I, I I think he's got a little bit of that in him.
0: Well, uh, I, yeah, obviously he does. He just doesn't, he doesn't show it. Like he doesn't show it very often. And last night it was just on full display. Um, you know, he, doing the little spin thing on the, on the chain. I mean, he was just yeah. dancing the whole time. That girl, uh, that, that kid or whatever in the outfield twisted their ankle had to be helped off the field. And he's still at home plate dancing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Hey Pete, I, I, I get it. You're in a groove, but you know, Hey, yeah, he's, so- he's trying to win, man. He's trying to win. I think, Hey, did you get the impression that his feathers were a little ruffled about all the Otani hype? No, I, not at all. I kind of felt like he was. He was like, I'm, I
1: can't. Oh, I this. think I, Honestly, man, I, I think that's just in his nature. I think that's what I mean. He he just wants to do well all the time, you know, and he gets so upset when he strikes out and when he's in a stench during the season. I, I think that's that's just that's just him. I, and I think he's all about, you know, just having fun out there. Did you? I I think this was during Juan Soto's, uh, one of his at-bats or, you know, during the Home Run Derby. He hit a line drive to right field and this kid's glove (laughs) just went flying. Did you, did you, do you remember that? (laughs) I think the ball
0: went further than the ball did. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, whoa. I was, you know, some of those kids, I couldn't help it but laugh, but some of those kids were like, that kid. that kid didn't have that glove on all the way. There's no way. I
1: mean, that thing went flying.
0: I mean, he might have had it on all the way. It, I mean, you know. See, he's now. Not, he's not see, catching fly balls like that. See, now for that one right there,
1: I would have been all in on StatCast. I would have liked to have known how fast that baseball traveled. That it took the, the freaking glove and almost the handoff of that little kid. <laughs>
0: hey let me ask you a question do you believe the numbers on those home runs the distance i hate to be rude
1: but i don't give a fuck i really i don't care i i don't know i don't know
0: i've never really thought about it i feel like those numbers feel padded to me like there was one I remember. I think it was, um, I think it was Olson that hit it. It barely cleared the fence, and it was not not like in right field. It barely cleared the fence, and they were like four fifteen. I'm like, well, it's only three seventy. How can it be four fifteen if it barely clears the fence? Like, does it really go forty feet after it clears the fence? It wasn't a line drive. It was just you know, it just barely made right. it
1: out. It,
0: I've often thought those numbers are kind of inflated. And you know what?
1: You may have a point. Maybe for the Home Run Derby, maybe they're inflated a little more, right? Yeah. Just to, just to get get the ooze and the eyes out of the crowd and the fans at the at the house, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Could be. Could be. Just incredible. And and the other thing that I find interesting with the Home Run Derby every year, people think it's people think it's easy. You know, you just got to swing and hit it and you know, just hit it, right? It takes a certain amount of stamina because if you've ever swung a bat hard, like when you're in the cages, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've done this as an adult, but I have. I go into the cages and you know you just put the quarters in and get ten balls or whatever. Man, after ten, I'm kind of tired. Like it's yeah. it's hard to swing that hard ten times in a row relatively quickly, and those guys are doing it. You know about they probably get what. In three minutes, they probably get forty-five, right? They probably it's probably one ball every four seconds, maybe fifteen per minute. That's 45 yeah. in three minutes. That's not easy to do. Like I, I think I think you know people underestimate how tiring that is. It's almost like you have to have stamina, not just good contact and power.
1: Oh yeah, I I agree. And then you got to multiply that 45 by three, right? If they go yeah. all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of pitches, man. That's a
0: that's lot, lot of, swings. of swinging, right? That's a yeah. lot of swings. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, the All Star game is tonight. Are you excited to see the the stars? Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think yeah, I'm
1: excited because you know you get you get some players that are mic'd up, you get some some interviews, and you know the guys just kind of taking a break from from. Uh, from, you know, wins and losses and, and just kind of going out there and having a good time, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. You get I'm, old
1: teammates back together, you get, you know, childhood friends or whatever. I mean, it's, you know, it's good yeah, stuff. I,
0: I agree. I'm a big fan of the all-star game. Um, and I, I don't miss it. And, you know, part of it is I'm a baseball junkie, but I just really, I really enjoy seeing those guys out there. It, I mean, you're right. it's a no pressure situation that they're out there having fun and, and, um, it's good stuff, man. It, it's, you know, it's the best players that we have. And instead of trying to catch them on this channel and that channel and this game and that game, you got them all in one That's place, right. right? Like we'll get to yeah. see, you know, on a typical day, you know, you gotta, you you, you watch Guerrero early in the game and Otani late at night and Tatis mid afternoon or whatever. And, you know, now you get to see them all on one stage. Uh, it's, I think it's great. And it's, to me, it's, it's my favorite of the All Star Games, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Now, now it, it no longer counts as whatever league wins the All Star Game gets the home field advantage, right? Okay, yeah, they
0: right. did away with that stupid thing. Okay, that All right. All right. Good. yeah, that that was yeah. dumb. I'm glad they did away with that. Um, yeah. Speaking of doing away, did you hear that it's likely that they will do away with the seven inning double header? And the um, man at second to start extra innings in twenty twenty two.
1: Man on second. I mean, yeah, that should have never even have been a thought. But yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that one. The seven inning double headers. I kind of like it. I kind of don't. I'm, it, I'm. I don't really. I don't really go yeah. either way. I it's go whatever. back and
0: forth with that one as well. Yeah. You know. I Look, when when you have good starting pitching and your bullpen's not great, those seven-inning doubleheaders are awesome, right? All right. Um, but it, it's just, like, the Mets, the Mets, because of COVID issues early in the season and bad weather, the Mets are going to yeah. play a ridiculous amount of doubleheaders this year. And <clears throat> it's kind of not fair, you know, like, it, it's probably not a huge advantage, but it's just kind of not fair, right? That you're letting the whims of weather dictate um, how many innings guys play.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know.
0: The man on I second mean, thing was an interesting wrinkle, but, like, once you've seen it for a while, it's like, mm, Whatever.
1: Yeah, I just I, I I just for baseball I I just don't like that. I mean it, it's like it's like in basketball if the team started off uh the game with, you know, with two free throws, like why well, you know I mean they're fucking gimmies. Like I mean you can literally move over the runner on second could score without a, a base hit. You could yeah. literally just bump over and then squeeze him in. I mean,
0: yeah?
1: And uh yeah, nah, I can go away with that.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I'm okay with it being gone. Um, like I said, it was interesting for like the first month. Now that I've seen it, I'm like, hmm, don't like it. Then, yeah. nah, you know, I, I think, rather I have think it most people baseball, yeah, I think most
1: baseball fans feel the same way.
0: Yeah, yeah, um. What, uh, what's been the, uh, you know, we're, we're through halfway through the season. Um, <clears throat> what, uh, what's, uh, what's the biggest surprise for you in the first half of the season, and what are you looking forward to the most in the second half of the season? Uh,
1: I, I'm looking forward to see if the Giants and the Red Sox can maintain this uh, pace of play. I mean nobody expected them to be in first place pretty much from start to the all-star break. So curious to see how they how they play in the second half. Because if you look at Boston in the AL East, you got Tampa Bay who's one and a half games behind. You got Toronto, they're eight games behind, but they can still they're a team that can put up a lot of runs. You got the Yankees who can be a pest and they're not very good, but then you got in the West, you got the Dodgers who I don't know what to think about the Dodgers and you got the, and you got the Padres. So those are not, uh, those are not going to be, you know, those two teams are not going to run away with the division, the Red Sox or the Giants. So curious to see how they, you know, they got a target on their back now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree that that to me is the biggest surprise and 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 at the same time very curious I mean the Giants have the best record in baseball and and not only did I not think they wouldn't have the best record in baseball I didn't think they'd even be in the hunt um that was a team that I thought was barely 500 if that and uh you know if they go 500 the rest of the way uh they will be 25 games over 500 for the year which is you know a lot 94 wins or something crazy like that uh i don't i you know and 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 to be fair it's legit like i, I don't like they're they're good like it's not uh it's not luck uh they they're they're a good team they've just got players that are performing at a at a at an incredibly high level um you know the other thing that I'll I'll be curious to see is, you know, I'll be curious what happens with the Astros the rest of the way. Um, The Astros, you know, got on a tear there towards the end of the first half of the season that really makes their record look good. But that pitching staff to me is still not, you know, it's not the pitching staff of a hundred win team. And so I wonder if uh, it's not going to catch up to them here sooner or later. And the other surprise, quite frankly, is, and and it's kind of a surprise, kind of not the Mets, uh, you know, have a three and a half game lead in the, in the East. And I'm not surprised that they're as good as they are, but the rest of that division is poor. Um, And it's, and it's not looking like it's going to get better. The Phillies, the Phillies bullpen is a disaster. Uh, The Braves have injury issues and, 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 it got really bad losing Acuna for the rest of the season. And the Nationals just haven't been able to find a gear yet. So, you, you know, you, you almost expect the Mets to kind of they, – they weathered the storm with a few injuries, uh, you know, in May. And now you almost think they're just going to run away with this because, you know, why, why, why would those other teams catch up? Um, so I'm real curious how that's going to shake out. Yeah, look,
1: I mean, with with the Astros, I mean, they, I mean, their offense ranks in the top of everything. So, and they're, I mean, and their their pitching is not terrible, but it could be better. Maybe they make some upgrades uh, before the trade deadline. You know,
0: you got to figure they're going to be. You got to figure they're going to be players at, at the deadline, especially because they have so much offense that there are going to be teams that are going to want some of those pieces, right? They, you know, Bregman. Bregman's been out for a couple weeks now and no one's no one's missed a beat because the people that they've put in Toro specifically is doing just great. So, you know, it's, they've got some pieces and the A's are good, but you know, three and a half back, I expect them to give them a run. um, But how
1: good are the, how good are the A's? Because I feel like they do this every single season. They don't get to the, even the league championship. Maybe they'll win a wild card game. They're losing the divisional round. Like, yeah, I feel like they're always the
0: like the same. <clears throat> like the they bride. have a very always good the bride lead, season, never the bride. Right, right. Yeah, I, you know, and quite frankly, <clears throat> you know, this team looks similar, right? They they look like they're gonna push yeah. ninety wins but no one's going to be real afraid of them come playoff time. Uh, you know, nah. they, they need upgrades in pitching. Their lineup is decent. They just need some upgrades in pitching, and maybe they'll make some moves at the trade deadline that will push them over the hump. But, yeah, you're right. They look like, they look like a wild card team that, you know, won't, won't make it to the ALCS and won't make it to the World Series again.
1: Hey, real quick, speaking of the Astros, what do you think about none of them – Going to the All Star Game. Um,
0: it's the the Astros have an organizational issue. As an organization, it's not. It's just not good. Um. I just I I don't understand. I don't understand why they're so sensitive. It, it look if 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 <laughs> because they're embarrassed they're well yeah, embarrassed they're embarrassed but you know what at the end of the day you got to keep your ring. so who cares who who cares right and the more you do stuff like this the more it continues to be a topic of conversation so now and they like that so now by not going to the all-star game this year now you've made it a topic of conversation for next year so next year, you're not going to go. You're going to make it a topic of conversation for the following year. It's just, to me, it's just dumb. It's dumb. First of all, you know, whether you care about the fans or not, whether you, whether you care what people think about you or not, at the end of the day, going to the All-Star game is a privilege. And you should exercise that privilege because you don't know when you're going to get to go back, right? I mean, look, Trey Mancini thought he was going to be a baseball player forever. And then thought he was going to die. Right. I mean, that's, that's the extreme, but it happens and go and be a part of the celebration. And if you have to hear some booze, well then so be it. But you know, they're they're being, I think they're just being a bunch of babies about this whole thing. And at the end of the day, you got off scot-free, right? Like what the fuck? That's like your wife catches you cheating on her. And she gets all mad and she yells at you, but you still get some nookie the, the next night. Like, I mean, what the? You know, like you're okay. Oh, the Grom opted out. I'm not okay with that either. I, I am okay with that one hundred percent. As a Mets fan, I'm okay with it. But as a baseball fan, I'm not okay with it. Look, everybody been wants there already. So bigger much. goals. Bigger goals. No, so what? At the end of the day, again, it's a privilege to be there, right? And look, you don't have to go and pitch three innings. You don't even have to go and start, right? You can just go and sit on the bench and be nice and walk out for pregame introductions, tip your cap, and go sit in the dugout the rest of the day. It's okay. You're a pitcher, right? No one expects all the pitchers to get in just go right like it's to me it's just you're not you're not bigger than the game just go everyone wants 3 days off see but, but i see i don't think it's that big of a deal because
1: if anything you talk less about the astros uh you, you know you allow the opportunity for other players that have not been there before get talked about you know i mean there's so much Going on at the All Star Game, that you know that that are they really going to miss a beat because the Grom and the Astros are not there? And look, with the Astros, the Astros are already a villain. So, and and I'm gonna be honest, I kind of like this team as a villain. I, I I just I just I I think they I think they know how to embrace it well, and yeah, they're they're a little bit embarrassed or whatever. But I mean. They're already hated by the players and the fans. So, I mean, the fact that they chose not to go, what, they're going to get hated on even more? Maybe, but, I mean, they, they don't care. So they, they cheated, and they know they got away with it, so they don't care. So it's like, whatever.
0: Yeah, look, I um, for me personally, one of my favorite parts of the All-Star game is the pregame introductions. I love seeing all those stars right there on the field. And I think that Degrom and the Astros are depriving the fans of that. And and you know, I think I think they should go. It's,
1: it's there's so many other All Stars to see. But I want to see all of them. I want you to see, all, see all of them. No, I want to there's see not, all There's them. only a select few
0: All Stars. Yeah, and those are the ones I want to see. The ones that were selected. Right. They opted out and others were selected. (laughs) No. Others others were given given the all-star nod because, you know, some guys decided not to go. I I just, look, I don't want to say, I don't want to say this because it sounds mean. I think they're being pussies. All of them. The Astros for different reasons than DeGrom, but at the end of the day, I think you're being a pussy. Like, is it, Is it really that taxing to fly to Colorado and go to a game on Tuesday night? Really? But is it really a big deal to opt out? I think you're a pussy.
1: Yeah, but it's not a big deal to opt out. I mean, you can say it's not 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 a big big deal deal. to go and and be in Colorado for three days, but I don't think it's a big deal to opt out. Look, to each their own. They have their reasons. I think we know what the Astros' reasons are, but they all have their reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, no. I don't think it's a big deal. I just think you're a pussy. You know, like, I don't think it's a big deal, but, you know, you were selected to be an all-star and you spout off about the fans all the time. Well, then go to the all-star game, be a part of the festivities. And if you really need the rest and you don't want to pitch, then just say, I'm not going to pitch. Just talk to the manager and say, I I don't want to pitch and don't pitch. Yeah, but then... Yeah, but that's
1: yeah, but that's not fair for a replacement either, because someone else could have had that spot and, and Alex was a night guy, star.
0: But Alex, that guy's not an all-star. So I don't care about Why? Because he missed out by a hundred votes. I don't care. I don't care that oh. I'm denying an opportunity for a guy that's not an all-star.
1: So the is- opted out. The Grom opted out.
0: Taiwan Walker
1: got the nod to go to the all-star game. Have you seen his numbers? Those are all-star numbers. A-, a step further. He has better numbers than Max Scherzer, who is starting tonight. So you're gonna tell me he's not an all star, he's not deserving Alex. to be an all-star?
0: Alex, okay. So let's take it, let's take it to the nth degree. Okay. Let's take it all the way. Hold no, on. I just gave you a prime example yeah, I'm gonna and, and now I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna push this all the way and you tell me what you think So because no because no, that you're being unrealistic I just gave you a fa- a realistic
1: fact example that okay. happened now you're I'm about to give me something you're about to give me something that
0: is probably never gonna happen no 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 it could happen. What if but it what? hasn't but you don't know that you don't know that they would have taken Taiwan Walker anyway. you I mean, look, there's snubs every year. There's snubs every year. That's just the way it works. But what happens if DeGrom doesn't want to go and Scherzer doesn't want to go and Taiwan Walker doesn't want to go and Walker Bueller doesn't want to go and Kershaw doesn't want to go. What if none of them want to go? Do we really want to see a bunch of fourth and fifth starters at the all-star game? No. Do I really want to see the fifth best second baseman who I can't even name instead of Altuve? No. So, you know, you're diminishing the product by not being there. And the fact that Taiwan Walker gets to go instead of DeGrom, you're telling me there's not a drop-off there? You're, not, you're telling me that's exactly the same An all-stars and all-stars and all-star? No, man. I'll, I'd much rather see Degrom at the All Star Game than Taiwan Walker, in spite of the fact that Taiwan Walker is deserving. But Degrom's the best, right? I get to see Otani because he's the best. What if he? Oh, I don't want to go. You know, it's just again people
1: just being people
0: just being hey
1: look listen listen this is all opinions you have the right to yours I have the right to mine I just I just don't see an issue with it I I really consider considering considering who who we're talking about the Astros in the ground I have no issues with it
0: none I think I think it's a pussy move by all of them you know and look Whatever. And if there's someone else that that isn't going because of whatever. Look, if you have an injury, okay, I get it. Um, If you got a wife that's nine months pregnant, okay, I get it. But how do we know that's not the case? DeGrom's wife's not pregnant.
1: Well, what about the Astros? Maybe Carlos Correa needed a massage. (laughs) Maybe uh, he's sitting in Cabo right now getting a couple massages and his wife you, doesn't know about don't it. Don't you think we <laughs>
0: – <laughs> He told his wife he's going to be in Colorado, not hey, Cabo. Actually, he should be at the All-Star game because if he takes the time off and he gets a massage, he may break a rib and then, you know, <laughs> won't be able to play the second half. Eh, look, it's whatever. To each his own, right? But it's just uh, – nah babies go to the all-star game hang out in the dugout and just fucking watch the bombs fly on monday and walk out tip your cap on tuesday and then go home please not it's not like we're talking about football here yeah we're talking about baseball
1: where they play like every single day they probably want a fucking day off yeah with all the
0: rain, they've had days off. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets, right? <laughs> the Mets have had more days off this season than they've probably played more, more, uh, more. They've probably had more days off than, than days that they've played a game. Days off
1: and double headers, seven inning double headers. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, what yeah. else you got? Uh, in, in baseball, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm just excited for the for the second half to start. Um, I don't know what the fuck else is there in baseball. What? what are, let me let me check the news in baseball because I don't.
0: I don't fucking know. The only the only news I heard today was the uh, the rule changes. Fuck it, let's go on to basketball. Can they play double headers in the NBA finals so we can get this over with? <laughs> You know it's it, not over yet. It, now you know what I hate to say this. I think it's over. Like I picked Milwaukee, and I think it's over. It, what I've learned from these three games is the Suns have more stars than the Bucks. I mean the the Bucks look more and more like Giannis and four other guys, and the Suns. Paul and Booker do their job. Ayton is doing his job. Uh, who's the other guy? Crowder's doing his job. And if it's not one, it's both. It just, it feels more and more like the Suns are just more complete. At least that's the way it's felt to me over the last three games. If you look at some of the numbers, the Suns are shooting better. They've got more assists, less turnovers. I mean, the Bucs won that game yesterday, uh, the the last game. I almost dare to say on the strength of free throws, I just don't think that's going to happen, you know, three more times. To me, this series looks just about done.
1: I think you're fucking crazy.
0: (laughs) Tell me why you think think the the Bucs have a chance.
1: I think the complete opposite, man. Well, because, I mean, these guys may not be stars next to Giannis, but, I mean, they're fucking playing good, bro. This is one stat that, that stood out to me. The Suns made 23 pointers in game one, I believe it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They won by 10 points. They barely won that game. I had no doubt the Suns would win game two, and I had no doubt that the Bucs would win game three. This this is a series. This, I think this is a series, and I would not be surprised at all if the Bucs were to
0: win this series. Wow. You yeah. have a lot more faith in them than I do. I just don't, I don't I, yeah, just don't, I don't think that's being fair to the Bucks, man. I mean, they're playing good basketball, bro. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're playing, playing good. good. They're playing good. I just think the Suns are better. The Suns have shot better. The, the Suns have shot better than the bucks in all three games, both from the field and from three point land, except I think one game, they flipped the three pointers. And, they shoot a hell of a lot better from the free throw line. And the only difference between them and the Bucks in terms of free throws scoring, it comes down to how many you get. So if Giannis and, and, and company don't go to the line a ton, they get outscored from the free throw line by the Suns, just on sheer percentage, because the Suns are going to shoot 90 and the Bucks are going to shoot 60. I mean, it's just that's just going to happen every single game. And I just don't see those other guys, you know, this is what we talked about before the series where we, I thought that it would require other guys stepping up, right? Like I knew, I I felt like we knew Paul and Booker were going to do their job. Giannis and Middleton were going to do their job. And then it had to be a third person to come in and really step it up. I thought it was going to be DeAndre Ayton. Uh, and on the other side, you know, I thought Brooks Lopez, would be the one. And if he could neutralize Aiton, then it could happen for them. And Middleton is just not, not playing well. I mean, he's, he's got flashes, but it's just not, he's just not all, he's just not playing well. And I don't know how much of that is the Suns' defense or, or, or him, but it's just not happening for him. And the Suns are getting points from Crowder and from Aiton on the regular. And I just, at this point, I just don't,
1: Man, I just I'm not seeing a path for the Bucks not to win three yeah. more times. Yeah, no, I think the Bucks, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I feel like the Bucs are hanging in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Suns are good, they're getting good contribution, but I mean, it's not like they're fucking blowing out the Bucs. I, I think that says something about the Bucks. So huh? I think I think we're in for a seven game series, man. I really do.
0: I hope so, because I really like seven-game series. But, hey, did you – speaking of uh, seven-game series, did you hear that the goalie from the Tampa Bay Lightning played with a broken rib in the Stanley Cup Finals? A broken rib? No, I didn't hear about that. Have you ever had a broken rib? No. I've had bruised ribs, and I'm telling you, it's hard to breathe. When your, when your ribs are in, yeah. I can't imagine a yeah. goalie, you know, like you're already hurting and you got to like sit there and say, Hey, puck, come hit me. <laughs> well, at least he's got, he's got, he's got an extra padding.
1: So his yeah. ribs don't get hit with the puck.
0: Uh, you would hope man. Anyway. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I The sun's look good to me. Well we'll see, man.
1: We'll see. I think uh I'm still going with seven games. That was my prediction.
0: Game four in the first is, place. Game four is tomorrow night, right?
1: Yeah. It's tied up after tomorrow. It's tied up, I'm telling you. Bucks at home, man. They play different. They play different. So
0: yeah, well, unfortunately, whether it's tied up or not, they're gonna have to win one in Phoenix. Otherwise. They're gonna well, you know, well, we'll cross that
1: bridge when we get there. Right now, they're focused on game four. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll
0: see. Are they still doing 2-3-2? Two, two? Two, no, they're not. Oh,
1: excellent. I don't like 2-3-2. Two, two. I do because you have – because you got more likely of a chance of getting one day off instead of two days off. If you have two, three, two, I like two, three, two.
0: I don't because I don't think the team that has home court advantage should ever have played more games on the road than at home during the series. So if Phoenix has home court advantage. after game five, they will have paid, played three games in Milwaukee if it was 2,32. Two. And I think that, right. is, you know, philosophically wrong.
1: <laughs> right right. I, I hear what you're saying. That's I just my you.
0: philosophy. <laughs> I was not a philosophy major in college, but I have philosophies.
1: Well, it's never too late to be a philosopher.
0: I think I'm a philosopher in a way. Isn't yeah. a philosopher just someone who has a philosophy? I have a philosophy. And I'm a philosopher
1: too. Yeah, we're all
0: philosophers.
1: I don't know what my philosophy
0: is, but I'm sure I'll get one and I'll become a philosopher. Doesn't the word philosophy sound more and more... Dumb, the more you say it. <laughs> the more I say philosopher. I feel. How many syllables is that? <laughs> the longer we go on in this conversation, the more I sound like a complete idiot saying the word philosophy. And that's a good philosophy to have, that you sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another one of my philosophies. <laughs> that saying the word philosophy sounds idiotic. But yet I have... Not just one, I have multiple philosophies. So you're a philosophist. Oh yeah, for sure. I practice <laughs> philosophism. <laughs> <laughs> you on the other hand- You on the other hand are anti-philosophist. <laughs> no, no, I'm a philosophist. Don't insult me like that. <laughs> I think you're against philosophies. Therefore you're an anti-philosophist. Hey, man, I didn't graduate third grade, but I know all about philosophers. Oh, really? Can you name a philosopher? <laughs> Brooklyn Gaucho 1 on Twitter, <laughs> goddammit. You better go follow him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know one on Twitter too, at ImanTigger21. So if you follow him, you'll get into that philosophy. And and if you want to email the show about your philosophies, you can do that by emailing positive sports, 10 at gmail.com positive sports, one zero at gmail.com. If you want to hear about the philosophies that we like to expound upon on the positive sports podcast, you can do so on Podbean, Google play iTunes. You can catch us on Spotify, or you can even watch the philosophies unfold on YouTube.
1: I got some mind-blowing philosophies, bro. Dude, just have, wait. We, have we just beat the fuck out of the word philosophy? <laughs> we did. And, 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 maybe we'll end it on this note. The spelling bee was just a couple days ago, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Philosopher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck.
1: Philosophy. Let's put Ed on the spot right here. Philosophy.
0: P H I L O S O P H Y. Man.
1: Bravo. You didn't <laughs> even have to ask for the country of origin or nothing like that.
0: <laughs> can <laughs> That's I have, pretty good, bro? Can I have the root, please? Um oh, the root. <laughs> You know what the you know what the beauty of that little putting me on the spot thing is, is I knew I didn't need the root because I knew I was in a win-win situation. How's that? Because I knew that even if I spelt it wrong, you wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you if you would have ended it with like <laughs> S-O-F-E-E, I would have been like, shit, you're right, bro. You
0: won. Philosophy. F e l i s e f e e philosophy.
1: See, I'm so Brooklyn. I would have spelled it like the like like the shoe brand fila philosophy f i l a
0: s o f e e i. Oh my god! We have to change the name of this podcast too. Philosophies of positive sports podcast. The philosophy, yeah, philosophies. Philosophism. <laughs> I'm telling you, the more we say that word, the more it sounds like I'm saying it wrong.
1: You probably are.
0: Philosophy. <laughs> Philosophize.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna let the uh, the fans and the viewers and the listeners of this podcast. Absorb all the philosophy we just dished out. But we can't do that if we don't sign off.
0: That's right. That's right. We're going to have to sign off. As always, folks, my final philosophy, (laughs) ignore the negativity, be the positivity. Peace.